Welcome to Pastors of Pain. This is whoa, your whoa, pastor. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're not a pastor. You're a dad. Yeah, father. Father of one. The father. No, you have a one in the womb. <laughs> father too. of one in the womb. Father yeah, of one and, and that's walking. One that's walking upright and mobile. Yep. This is the pastors of pain, so you don't get to start this. Uh, hi. Great. Go ahead. Uh, father. father fa- oh, thank you. Thank yep. you for that. Uh, father Kerry Wakulich. Uh, father Brian O'Brien is on a silent retreat, so say a little prayer for him. And, and uh, so he's up. Uh, I don't know where he went. Somewhere. Every year, priests have to go on silent right. retreat required by canon law, and so he's on his annual silent retreat. So we brought in a guest who is thinks he's a pastor of pain. I'm I'm not a, not a pastor, but a, a domestic priest, priest a do- of the home, <laughs> there you, father of two. There, there you are. So this is uh, this is Clayton Caldwell, I'm the team director for the Focus Missionaries at uh, St. John, at Oklahoma State. Father Carey oh, wow. is my pastor. Yeah, that's right. That's right. This also is also a- my boss. Oh, yes. And also <laughs> Focus is your boss, too. Yes. Yep. Uh, you know, as you, if you don't know, at the, at the corner of Miller and Knobloch at St. John Catholic Student Center, we have uh, five missionaries, plus your wife, who's an adjunct missionary. Yep. And then baby Joseph, who is like a, a heartthrob yep. missionary. Yeah. Uh, girls love just like, ah, love, <laughs> I mean. Uh, he's it, 17 months, so it's a fun age right now. He's people, se- people love him. What's yeah. that? He's 12 I, don't, I can't do that. But that's one year, five months old. Yep. Okay, got mm-hmm. it. A, a buddy of mine recently said that he's going to try to see how long he can go using months for his kids. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm hoping to get out to like three or four years old before people stop me and gets, be like. I feel like it gets weird after <laughs> probably just, two. He's just going to keep the hits rolling. Yep. Keep the hits rolling. You've been a missionary here. This is your. This is not your first rodeo here at uh, PDFM uh, for the Pastors of Pain show. It, no. it is like your second or third. I think it's my third time. I went on what? once last year and then once earlier this year. Let me let me ask you this: When you were at K State and they have that um, Kansa Catholic Kansa Catholic uh, yeah. podcast, how many times did they let you on there? Never. What? Never invited me on. Wow, they so. didn't know your awesomeness until now. I know. And I know. now Father Gail Hammer Schmidt. Wh- he he wishes <laughs> he's kicking himself. Up I there. know, I know. I, I I like our podcast street cred skyrockets. Yep. The numbers of listeners quadrupled. None of that's true. I can't check the data because that's Father <laughs> O'Brien's job. Anyway, so okay, we've been we've been talking, we've been talking about all this stuff, all this good stuff uh, about you know priesthood and you know father dad. But what we want to talk about today is something very important, which is. The evangelization of college students. Amen. The evangelization of college students who, uh, as someone said, oh, yes, they're the future of the church. And it's like, no, they are the body of Christ. They, mm-hmm. are, <laughs> they are the church right now. Yep. And so well, what are we doing? We're, we're building up the body of Christ here at Oklahoma State University to then send them out as missionaries around the world. So that's our job is to form students to be missionaries, not just, I mean, Christians are not just meant to be people who sit and watch the game on the sidelines like um, right. like a lot of people did during uh, the uh, Super Bowl. Who are you rooting for, by the way? I wanted to see Joe Cool take it home. Joe Burrow was unfortunate. But, wow. I yeah. couldn't root for Cincinnati Bengals because they're running backs in OU grad. So. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I didn't know that. No. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. Trying. Yeah, OU grad. Anyway, so we kind of we can root for some people. But we're not just to like stand on the sidelines and sort of watch the church alive and young sort of 
do its thing. It's like, no, we're all called to be missionaries. That's what the Second Vatican Council right. said. That's what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, go out. Yep. Like, send them out. Send them out. And that's, you know, I, I love the um, the Beatitudes. Uh, as I was preaching last week, I said, this: uh, the Beatitudes are the the operating system, the guidance system, the message for the taking over the world. Like, we're supposed to go and live the Beatitudes. It's not just like, oh, I'm, I have a good attitude today. Right. But the Beatitudes are the operating system to go out and evangelize the world. And what if the Beatitudes ruled the world? A lot of things would change. A lot of things <laughs> would change. And uh, so what we're finding out with college students as we evangelize them is um, they just they go out and they – they like make help people become friends of the Lord Jesus and his church in their parishes, but also in their places of employment. Right. right? Yeah. As you're talking, I was just thinking about two, two great saints that both unfortunately died young, but became saints. So they were successful, I guess, Pier Giorgio Frassati. Oh yeah. Who's still up for canonization. He's a blessed right now. And then also St. Therese of Lisieux, two young people that are, I mean, almost college aged that are, are great saints of, of the of the twentieth century, I guess Therese was she was she eighteen hundreds or nineteen? Uh, she I think she died in the she early nineteen hundreds. Okay, her yeah. and uh, Blessed Elizabeth, Saint Elizabeth of the Trinity, I think, were like nineteen oh sevens. Like when Oklahoma became a state, mm-hmm. they were dying of stuff. Well, yeah. Whatever. So I mean, not a lot is expected of of young people nowadays. But you know, we look to these saints that that died young, but also did really great things. Pier Giorgio, yeah, yeah, evangelizing in uh, in Italy, serving the poor in, in great ways is. You know, we're also capable of that. And that's what we're trying to do at the seat conference is inspire young people, not just to receive the faith, but then also to live it practically out in their lives and what that looks like. Whoa. So. Okay. Okay. Let, let, let's go. Let's go a direction. Then um, there was this conference in Oklahoma City. Right. It was it's normally nationally like 20 to 25,000 college students and some some old people that show up too. <laughs> yourself included whoa <laughs> ah i am 46 now yeah so uh, the other day i was doing marriage how many prep. months is that oh i don't know <laughs> uh, i was doing some marriage prep um and they said yeah uh, my uh, my dad's 47 uh yeah <laughs> like a dagger right to the heart oh yeah i was like i'm 46 and then they giggled <laughs> okay so we have this big conference there nationally, but this right. year we did it in Oklahoma City. Right. Uh, we couldn't do it in Tulsa because Tulsa was just way too cool for us. <laughs> uh, so we had to go, you know, down to Oklahoma City to do it. Now these seat conferences, what tell tell us about them? Yeah, so they normally happen every year. Um, they're put on by Focus Fellowship of Catholic University Students, um, and this this past year was originally scheduled to be in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, and again, that's it's a it's a national conference, so we expect anywhere from uh, 15 to 20,000 college students plus, Whoa. you know, so priests, missionaries. Like 300 you know. priests one year hearing confessions. Yeah, it's amazing. For three hours. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing. So many students go back to confession for the first time in a really long time. But unfortunately, the last couple of years, it's had to be canceled because of COVID. Um, and so this year, the missionaries of Oklahoma all got together. So there's missionaries on the campuses of OSU, OU, Tulsa, and then the University of Central Oklahoma. We got together and planned this seat conference uh, at uh, the Omni Hotel. Well, it was a, what a great venue! It was amazing. It worked out beautifully. <laughs> it did. Um, yeah, it was super nice for our college students. We also got 
um, a sponsorship by the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City. Shout out to them. What? Uh, oh, wait, kept the, we, didn't, we didn't Tulsa? <laughs> we have to fix that. Yeah, you know, but, you know, thankfully, you know, because of them, we were able to keep costs low for students. And so they were able mm. to come and stay at the Omni for a couple of days and, and get to participate in this conference. And so the way that it worked was that all the speakers that, you know, would have spoken at Salt Lake City live um, recorded either. I think most of them were in Denver, Colorado, um, and we just kind of live streamed it in. And so it was live stream talks. Uh, but then we had everybody in person to watch them together. And so it still created an atmosphere that made you feel like you're at, at the conference, which was good for students to kind of, you know, get out of their Seek's always great because you get out of your normal routine, you go to a new place, you're around new people. Um, so we were kind of able to replicate that in, in a unique way by still being around new people, the, the students of Oklahoma, um, and then also still receiving the same content, albeit virtually. Yeah, all, all we're seeing, and the, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about like a favorite talk at Seek in a minute. But the uh, Chris, I think it was Christopher West. Did he give a talk? Uh, Jason Everett. Jason Everett. Jason Everett, Jason yeah. Everett gave a talk. They kind of look alike. They do. Yeah. Uh, Jason Everett <laughs> gave a talk, and he said, "If you want to go in your faith life, wreck your schedule. Yeah. If you want to grow in your life of prayer, like do do damage to your schedule, change it, like change it up." Like right. Throw some stuff out. Yeah, yeah, it was really beautiful to get all of those college students together because then they get to see like, oh, these people are Catholic and well, these people are Catholic and and they they like help each other as St. Paul says, like iron sharpens iron to to grow in their life of uh, faith together. Mm-hmm. I've, okay, so give me give me a highlight of Seek this year. Not, uh, then we'll, well, then we're going to go into like a talk. Okay, like, so we'll go highlight of this year. Maybe something you saw going on with the college students, and then second. Like a talk this year that was very impactful for you, and then third, we're gonna like maybe a talk you know from Seek that people should watch. Great, love it. Because uh, I got a couple. Okay, yeah. Well, um, I guess just to just to highlight something I was that I was thinking about during the conference um, was it was really really amazing just to see you know 250 300 college students just light up at being at this conference altogether. There's just like a, a joy and a vibrancy and a, a feeling of just being alive that these students had that was really awesome to just witness and participate in. Our, our campus minister at St. John Clay, Clay Furley, he came just for the day on Saturday and just kind of, you know, see, see what uh-huh. was happening and to participate. And he said, you know, students are coming up to me, and he's, you know, Clay, it's, it's so good to see you. Like, oh my gosh. And, you know, Clay and I were talking. He's like, yeah, you know, it's only been a day and a half since I've seen them, but they've experienced so much already just in just in a couple of days. And so uh, another thing that was that I thought was really cool was within focus. We talk about Acts chapter two, verse 42 a lot, which are the, the habits of a disciple. Oh, oh which, they are. Um, uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, life of prayer. Yep. Uh, breaking of the bread. Amen. Yep. Apostolic teaching. Yep. I almost started singing apple bottom jeans. <laughs> Apostolic teaching. And, and then um, and community life. Yeah, fellowship, 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 yeah, communal yeah. life. Yeah. So it was really, I, you know, seeing the students alive in this way, it was amazing. And I think, you know, one of the thoughts I was having particularly was that they were just getting to participate in these, these habits in a, in a really um, full way over the weekend. You know, we got to have uh, a great time for, for prayer. Um, so we had adoration on, on Saturday evening for a couple hours. Oh, um, it's always beautiful. Always beautiful. And, and still morning, they're a praise and worship band out of the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City. They came and they, they sang for us. And then we also had, I think, um, 
12 priests that also came in to, to hear confessions. And we had, I think about 150 to 200 college students that went to, to confession that evening. So they got to participate in the sacraments. We got to have catered meals from the Omni every single meal. Delicious. So there's this, yeah. There's this fellowship that's happening there as well. And then obviously they're receiving so much uh, great content that they're getting to, to break down in small groups and to talk about. And so it was just beautiful to see uh, college students give, um, mm-hmm. you know, their time for a weekend to just really dive into this. And it, it was, it was, um, it was life-giving and they just, um, they were just joyful. It was just a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So it was, I thought really amazing to see. Uh, one of the things that uh, I got to see, the same that communal life is to watch uh, kids from other colleges hang out and talk to each other. Yeah. You know, the gospel for this coming Sunday is love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And it was great to see like an orange OSU shirt and a red OU shirt sitting next to each <laughs> other. It was, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it, was, it was just beautiful to see that camaraderie around our faith. And, you know, no, you know even though we beat OU at Bedlam basketball that weekend, no one talked about it. Yeah, it was really it was really fantastic. Like there was this we were there for something greater than just like sports. Right. It's our it's our Catholic faith mm-hmm. united in the, in this um, in the apostolic teaching in the apostolic life uh, from Jesus down to the apostles through the, the modern day. And, and it was, you know, having having everybody at mass there, you know, there's there's no kneelers on the ground. So people just like knelt right on the ground. Right. In this church. Uh, no, yeah, we, not in this church, in this hall right. that we were using. And we also, I mean, we also got to have the presence of Archbishop Coakley of Oklahoma City and then also Bishop Condrela as well, which yeah. was really, I think, great for college students also just to participate in the Mass. Who with. had Sunday Mass? Because I was I didn't get invited. It was uh, Father Alex Kroll uh, from, from oh, UCO. UCO. Yeah, he mm-hmm. didn't have a parish. I mean, he he's at St. John the Baptist in Edmond. Right. And he's also, they're trying to build that campus ministry at UCO. So, right. I mean, he can go out and do something like that. That was really great. Um mm-hmm. Uh, for them to let him out for the weekend. Definitely. Okay, so uh, I, I got to see um, both that, some of those things you just mentioned, and then just conversations with students about mm-hmm. vocational discernment afterwards. Right. That they, from an, a new and beautiful encounter with God, like I got a text message from a student that just said, it was uh, it was a notebook and the and their notes from their holy hour from that night of Eucharistic adoration of like, I have never met the living God, mm. and I saw this kid said, I saw, felt, and was stirred that I truly believe Jesus is in the Holy Eucharist. Wow! Like I met the living God on that Saturday night. And I'll never forget it. It's amazing. I'm like, Ooh, ah! because that's, that's, that's what all of us want to do. Like, right. yeah, we grow in real, we, we come to the knowledge of God. We learn about things and, and then we, we study our faith and we read the scriptures. And then there's this moment like St. Ignatius of Loyola says, my eyes are open just a little mm-hmm. or like the book of revelation. Apocalypsis means to pull back the curtain. It's like the curtain gets pulled back and we're like, oh, that's who you are. Right. And then God is so beautiful and God is so mysterious. He says, yeah, yeah, and I'm more than that. I've given you a little smidge of who I am. Mm-hmm. So that, that was, uh, and, and then from that, students, you know, a couple other students were like, I, you know, Father, I just, I feel like I just took a five-year leap forward in my faith life. Wow. And now I, I want to, I, I really know my vocation and I, and I know what I'm going to, the direction God wants me to go in this dating relationship towards marriage or even 
uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely breaking up with my girlfriend because I think God wants me to be a priest. Wow. Or this young lady who said, I think religious life is for me. Those, you know, just, just to those, those moments. I love the, I love the, um, the line. You know, Jesus says, "Let us go for away, away for a while to rest." But what happens to Saul of Tarsus on the road to Antioch? Is it Antioch? Yeah, yeah. He's going to Antioch, and he's away from his friends who are these zealots. The zelo means to boil in Greek. He's away from these other zealots. And he's, he's on his journey, and there's a couple other people with him, but they're going to this Christian compound to persecute them. And it's on the way when he's away from the hotbed of Jerusalem that is anti-Christian at that time. You know, those there was a zealous group of sort of thugs. He's away from them, and he encounters Jesus. Jesus meets him on the road. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't learn everything about Jesus day one, but it's that progression and then he's baptized and he's welcomed in, even though he's been killing Christians, he's welcome into this, this Christian life. Right. So I, I just love that because these college students are away from whatever. They're away from a party scene. Right. They're away from their homework. They're away from sitting in their rooms playing video games mm-hmm. to now they're in a Christian community right. and stuff happens there. Yeah, and and you know it, it's not like they uh, you know we went to the Sikh conference and they they're like oh my gosh, you know I love I love these teachings, you know I, I love I love these ideas and I, I totally agree with with everything that's being said. You know that I mean that's that's one hundred percent you know true. I would assume for a lot of people, uh-huh. but what you're talking about like these people that are saying you know I, I you know I think I might be called to religious life or I think I might be called to the priesthood. You don't you don't say that you know just because you're like oh I. I agree with these teachings, Ooh, so I insightful. I should have to, you know, I'm going to go and like do this this thing now. Like, um, I mean, a lot of these students, a lot of students that that came, you know, that you know they they come to mass regularly, they participate in the life of of the church. But there was something unique that happened at the seat conference by the grace of the Holy Spirit, which is just that not that they just learned something new, which I'm sure a lot of them learned something new, but even more so that they they had an an, an encounter like you're saying with, yeah. with the living God. And it's that encounter with Jesus that inspires you, not even just in, inspires you, but opens you up to, to give, to give your, your whole life to him. That's what the, you know, the, the, the faith is all about. It revolves around the person of Jesus, not just, you know, a set of, uh, of moral teachings, which I think we've even talked about before on this, oh, yeah. on this podcast. And so, I mean, that's just, it's really affirming just to even hear you say that, that students had these experiences because that was our whole goal of seek was, you know, seek is not just about, you know, teaching students new things and, and making sure that, you know, they know this or they know that and they're educated and they're able to defend their faith. Like all those things are, are good. And that's definitely a part of the conference. But even more than all of that, what we desire for students is that they would encounter God. Because when you encounter God in this profound way, and particularly in the, in the Eucharist, and it, 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 it frees your soul. It opens you up to, to, fo- to actually follow a person, mm-hmm. to follow yeah. him. So it's amazing. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Now I said we're going to we're a talk that you think is important for maybe people to go and hunt it down and watch it, or something you got out of one of these talks at the C conference this year. Well, I don't know if our if our listeners are familiar with Father Mike Schmitz. Who? Father Father Mike Schmitz. He, you mean the Bible in the Year, <laughs> Ascension Press, that guy, yeah, triathlete, yeah. Father Mike Schmitz. Yep. Yeah, he's yep. a photo. His his pictures up in up in Times Square. You know, pretty popular guy. Um, is it really? Oh yeah, they were like I think it, over the over the New Year they had uh, like top podcasts of the year, kind of filtering through 
um, you know, one of their billboards. And, you know, it's just his, it was a photo of his face just plastered in. Oh, because he was, a, you know, a top 20 podcast. Yeah, exactly. And he was number one for like a long time, for like 10 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. When people started Bible in a year and then people dropped off. But I mean, it was a really successful podcast, but the New Year's resolution, people really, really drove up the yeah. the listeners. Well, but, yeah, what do you got? So, okay. So Father Father Mike, um, he, he gave... I think one of the one of the last talks of the conference. I think it was on Saturday Saturday evening. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I didn't see this. Oh, oh, Father, you gotta you gotta go back and listen. to This one it was amazing. So he talked about um, really what you were saying at the beginning of this podcast, Father, which is just that uh, Jesus entrusts the mission of the church to the people of of the church to the church. Um, you know, he didn't just come to. Uh, you know, do it, do it all himself. He entrusts the mission of the church to, to evangelize and to love and to care for the poor, uh, to care for the sick and the elderly to the church. That is our responsibility is not just to um, one first, yes, okay. to receive from him, but then also to, to live this out. And so um, he's like challenging people. He's like, Jesus came to entrust the church to you, to entrust the mission of the church to you. And one of the things that I found particularly um, uh I guess, inspiring was he talked about the humane society, um, which... Like the dogs and animals? um, That's what I thought too. But uh, supposedly there's a humane society that um, was in uh, Boston before the Coast Guard um, that would... Oh, yes. Yeah, they would go out at night um, to rescue any, any ships that were... Uh, in in distress, and so uh, these men that were part of the the society, they would get in their rowboats and they would risk their lives uh, to go and and rescue people that are that are caught in the storm. Um, since then, the Coast Guard has been developed, and uh-huh. the the role of saving people has been left to the professionals, if you will. And the Humane Society has turned from these people, what Father Mike said, um, these people who are involved in the life saving business, um, to a society that now um, gives out awards for for people that that do good for people that that save lives uh and so he's like the humane society they they do a lot of good but they're no longer in the life-saving business and so it was a challenge to Uh. um disciples of jesus is like okay yeah like being a disciple is is yeah it's it is good to do good and we should do good but do there is this weight that surrounds uh, evangelization and the giving of our life for the sake of Jesus and for the sake of for the sake of others that is more than just doing good like do we actually believe that we are in the life-saving business um, and if we do that that changes ev- you're, that changes everything you're willing to risk so much more if, wow. you, if you think that you know you're on you know you see the ship in distress that's about to perish in the water like yeah if you actually believe that that person is is going to die like you jump in the boat you go get them but if it's if it's not about saving lives and then you know it's not um yeah it's not as it's not as moving it's not as important it doesn't have as much weight so it was it was really amazing i think it inspired me i hope it you know obviously i think it hopefully inspired students too to, to give it their lives like you're saying in their vocations we so. send me the link we find it send me the link it's yeah, probably it out there yeah i'm sure it is on youtube already he uh he gave a talk a couple of years ago father mike schmitz uh called pray the mass like never before and Mm -hmm. it was 45 minutes i encourage everybody google pray the mass like never before and watch it and break it up in little 15 minute increments and take notes as you watch it because the stuff that he brought up uh, about the sacrifice of the lamb like what that was puts all the historical context there you're like right 
Oh, that changes a lot the way that you had to carry the lamb around for seven days yep. in preparation for the for the sac- sacrifice of this lamb at the Passover. You had to inspect it, make sure there's no blemish. You had to keep it in your home. And you then fell in love with the lamb. Right. So that when you went to the sacrifice it, it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, I just bought this at the store the other day. Here you go. Mm-hmm. It's here is one of my preciouses. Slit its throat and pour out the blood. And you had to watch the priest hand you the knife while he held the lamb and you all mm-hmm. sacrifice this animal together. Oh, it was so good. And students, when we watch it during RCA, are, are in the words, thunderstruck. Yeah. I mean, they, they, get, they get hit really hard. This well, is really beautiful. I mean, it can be, the mass can be, I mean, confusing even for most Catholics mm-hmm. um, without understanding the, the historical the h- historical context. So that's really, that's amazing. Uh, any other talks that you think that people should, you know, I mean, watch or listen to? Yeah, there's, there's one from Seek 2019 called uh, The Impact You Can Have by Dr. Jonathan Reyes. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, he, he does all the, he's the USCCB's delegate for like, like, uh, yeah, the po- poverty, humane, yeah. humanity, he used to, yeah. immigrants, all that stuff. He does some stuff with the USCCB. He also um, he helped to found the ministry in Denver, Christ in the City, oh, taking they, care of the poor there. They not um, just the poor, the homeless, the homeless, they, yeah, the homeless. Yeah, they go um, down. There's if you've never been to downtown Denver, it's the cathedral and the and the Capitol are across the street from each other. Hmm. And then the, my my buddy Father Sam is the pastor. He's the uh, vicar of the cathedral. Wow. And not only does he have people spray spray paint satanic stuff on it, but it's the largest uh, drug prostitution area in the city is around his cathedral and wow. across the street. And there's just homeless everywhere down there. Right. Yeah, so Dr. Jonathan Ray has tried to, tried to meet that by, by helping to start Crescent City. And that, I believe he's also, I think he's like director of formation for the Knights of Columbus, something like that. I may be wrong on that, but I know he does something with the Knights. But anyways, he gives this great talk. It's called The Impact You Can Have. Um, And in there, he gives uh, principles on uh, boyhood versus manhood. This is what it looks like to be a boy, and this is what it looks like to be a man. And so uh, in an age that's, you know, really really confused about what that means. And we're, you know, there's extended adolescence and um, we kind of don't, we don't know what it looks like to be authentically uh, masculine. He gives not a whole lot of practicals, um, which I like. He gives, I think it's like close to 12 principles um, that you can kind of figure out what it looks like to, to live those in your own life. So that's, that's an excellent talk. Send me that. I never saw that either. Really? Yeah. There's, this is what happens at seat conferences. They're like, oh, you're a priest. <laughs> I haven't been to confession since I was nine. Yeah. Father, come over. And then you just, or people you want to talk. Mm-hmm. They heard a talk like that and they say, I stink at life. Yeah. Or like, Father, I want to learn more about the Eucharist. Teach me more. And so they like pull you aside and then you're whoop, gone. Yeah. So, well, there's, you know, there's also just like a, a wealth of, of content out there. I mean, I've been to the C conferences now for the past eight years uh-huh. and there's so many talks going on at the same time. You can only go to, a, you know, go to a couple of them. And so you always have to make sure to go back to um, look at the links on YouTube and um, catch the rest of them. There's great stuff out there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, we're, we're coming down to the end of the show. I mean, this has gone fast and furious today. Okay. Just the last thing. Um, Lent is coming up. 
Ash Wednesday is on the horizon. Lent is on the horizon. A uh, couple tips for people who, um, you know, things you want to do, they should, they should do during the great season of Lent. Um, okay. Well, we just had um, our monthly, we call it Knobloch Night. It's a, a ministry at St. John. We had Father Sean Donovan come in and give a talk. And he talked about uh, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving oh, as yeah. practices of, of, of the faithful in church. And so the basic um, stuff. Yeah, the, the basic stuff. Um, and so, I mean, I think just a, a tip that we would give, you know, college students is that if you're not, if you're not praying in, in silence every single day for Lent, just try and take 15 minutes, um, either with, you know, uh, hopefully with, with scripture, but really just trying to be silent and to be present to God for a short time. Uh, and then also fasting to, to give something up that, um, maybe not something that's like, you know, super, uh, basic, but take that time in silence before Lent and ask God, what is something that keeps me on a daily basis from encountering you? And I think maybe just that's principle like Dr. Jonathan Reyes would Uh would do, but I think maybe a practical, something that all of us struggle with is, you know, the use of our phones, social media, internet, things like that. How can I begin to limit that? So I have more space to encounter God. So, and then alms. Yeah, Yeah. giving alms also. So, you know, also giving tithing to the church, giving alms. But I think maybe, you know, something practical is, um, you know, and if you keep keep a keep a twenty in your wallet or something like that, and uh, ask God for the opportunity to maybe encounter uh, the homeless, like Ooh. like Doctor Doctor Reyes and in, in Christ in the City. So wow. So maybe that's a little tougher. If not, give a little extra money to to Father Carey over here at St. John, oh, build, yeah. building the new church. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's, it's, com- it's coming together over there. I was just at the yep. construction site and seeing the steel go up and watching all the pieces starting being put together. And it's starting to look like a church. So if you're around uh, if you're around Oklahoma State for a basketball game or just driving up or you're there's a h- bunch of high school students come here, stop by and check it out. Um, I got a couple architect students and different students in the construction world who are on my, um, are on my uh, little staff and they... They, they love watching it come together. Okay, wow. Okay, Lent is getting here quick. Uh, go out and check out these talks from the Seat Conference 22 or even uh, a couple from the previous years on prayer, Lexio Divina, the Mass, um, Boyhood to Manhood, uh, Chastity, the Beautiful Life of Virtue. Okay, I think that's it. Pray for Father Brian O'Brien. I, I don't know how to end this. He normally ends this. I'm kind of sheep without a shepherd right now. Okay, peace. Peace.